0: Hey everybody, Rob here getting you ready for our Celebrity Apprentice Recap. A little reminder that Valentine's Day is but one week away and you can be the hero this Valentine's Day and save 20% in the process when you order early and pick up some farm fresh flowers from books.com. That's B-O-U-Q-S.com and save 20% with the promo code Rob, with farm fresh flowers for that special someone, even if you have to make up a girlfriend like Matt Eisman did during the task, you can send that special someone flowers with a simple ordering process without gimmicks, no endless upsells and no additional care and handling fees. And best of all, no bait and switch product. The Books.com delivers to all 50 states. Even if you need something last minute, they've got products with next day and same day delivery. So go ahead and save 20% off your order with the promo code ROB at Books.com. That's B-O-U-Q-S.com, promo code ROB. Coming to you live from the boardroom It's Rob Has a Podcast And now here's the guy that Arnold Schwarzenegger Was talking about when he was calling out the losers I'm Rob Sestradino, hello everybody And welcome back to our An ultimate Celebrity Apprentice podcast Perhaps of all time As we get ready to talk through Night 6 of Celebrity Apprentice 2017 And uh, we are down to our final two hosts with me here in the boardroom. First, uh, a man who never needs to clean his own mirror because he's read the
1: Dan Giesling book. Uh, please welcome Mike Bloom. Uh, Ra, much like the photos that Matt Eisman took, I'm less sexy and more foaming at the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and
0: also with us, a woman who never stops fighting uh, please welcome Megan Z. Megan, how are you?
2: I'm good. And just, so you know, I am joined here tonight by a live penguin, a kangaroo, <laughs> a giraffe, a couple polar bears and a few other miscellaneous animals. Good.
1: Did you good. get did you get that one hundred dollar goat, though? That's the real get <laughs> more than it did Natasha Bedingfield. We need that goat. <laughs> yes. OK. And
0: uh, we're not talking about many of the celebrity apprentice goats that we saw who joined Matt <laughs> Eisman in his final yes. task. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> talk about bringing goats to the end uh that wasn't what we had in mind matt okay so uh we got a lot to talk to as we get down to our final two of course our headline at this hour boy george versus matt eisman in the final two leila ali gone brooke burke fired uh not really exactly sure why we will get into all that but first i have to welcome back to the podcast we have a very special guest with us here in the studio it was seven years ago that we first started podcasting about this crazy show, and after maybe a six-year hiatus, here she is back, the first lady of podcasting, Nicole Sestranino. Nicole, how are you?
3: Hello, I'm fantastic. It hasn't been six years.
0: C- on Celebrity Apprentice podcast. No, stop when was la- Megan, when was the last time Nicole has podcasted about Celebrity Apprentice? Please keep
2: me out of your marital problems. Yes, yes. He's very wise, Megan. Seriously, yes, I,
0: I cannot believe you podcast about Celebrity Apprentice after Celebrity Apprentice four.
3: I don't even know. What you don't 4 even, was. You can't You don't even
0: know. You don't even know. But anyway, so Nicole is is joining us here for a couple moments. She's taken a a couple moments out of her very busy schedule,
3: basically, so Rob can make fun of to me.
0: join us because that may, many people may not know this. Nicole is actually the world's number one. Honest company fangirl, <laughs> even bigger than Layla Ali, Nicole lives the honest lifestyle, much to my chagrin.
3: I do live an honest lifestyle, <laughs> but not necessarily with the honest company. So,
0: yes, well, Nicole was so excited when she heard that the Jessica Alba was going to be on <laughs> Celebrity Apprentice tonight to talk about her great honest company. Because
3: I found out 10 minutes ago, because
0: Nicole <laughs> is a big Supporter so much so that that uh, we are broke and that the honest company has every cent to our name.
3: Yeah, do you remember when we saw Jessica Alba at the airport? No, she was very very beautiful and very well dressed, and and we probably paid for all. You saw
0: her. You saw her that day and said, you know what? That is the woman I'm going to give every cent my hardworking husband earns. (laughs) I will turn all of that money over to buy every every liquid she invents. I
3: don't use everything.
1: Yes. Okay. I, I
3: don't use the diapers.
1: <laughs> okay. First they, off,
3: they leak first but off. You have, you have two
1: children and you don't use the diapers. I that's used like, to I like that's use the, one thing, that here's jumps the out. thing, Mike, all
0: of the stuff sucks. It's so much <laughs> worse. It's he 10 times it. more expensive than anything you would buy at the store. And it's 10 times less effective. Also,
3: Rob goes out of his way to not use this. And by out of his way, he just doesn't <laughs> clean.
0: Yeah. No, 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 that's. Uh, I, that is, take that back. That's I will, absolutely, I will not. That's absolutely not true. <laughs> Megan, do you use any of the Jessica Alba products?
2: I have not. I mean, I've heard a little bit about their scandalous sunscreen that yes. people were getting pretty burnt oh, on yes. off of. They got sued over it. It and... doesn't work. The children
3: were getting burned. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's, that's right. That's well, right. Well, you
3: know what? They weren't following the, following the instructions and reapplying every three hours. I mean, call me crazy.
0: But when there is like a mess that you want to clean up, don't you want to break out the hard stuff?
3: Well, you sound like the commercial.
1: Yes. The Clorox commercial. Right. <laughs> yeah, br- br- Rob, you're sounding very infomercial right now. Definitely not very realistic or Imagine- no, I I'm not Mike. With Mike I could not be more
0: authentic right now. <laughs> I do not like these honest products you know it's true i mean why are we just messing around with like oh like well why clean stuff with bleach or ammonia when you could use colored water
3: it's not even colored it's clear
0: (laughs) clear water it's i mean it's really if you rub anything long enough it'll get clean with this on yeah like like when boy george went to go clean the mirror with the honest like that with windex that thing would have been clean in about 4 <laughs> seconds it took boy george they had to dissolve they had to cut away from him trying to clean the mirror with the honest company windex
3: would you rather me to just pour bleach on the boys why would you pour bleach on anybody <laughs> you didn't let me finish would you like me to pour bleach on the high chair like that's what i use it for
0: all right, well, I think that there's other there's other products that you use to clean other besides bleach. Products? It's not like a, a yeah, I know you want to make everything into a, a binary thing, either bleach or honest company, <laughs> that there are other cleaning solutions. What about 409, Megan?
2: Poison. Uh, yeah, that's terrible for you, Rob. How dare you? <laughs>
0: but well, you could d- dilute it you could cut it a little bit
3: then it, what's the point
0: <laughs> what's the point that the other stuff doesn't work and just how much is this jessica alba crap that well, you buy
3: d- well you know what it's how a, much is this it depends a- if you get a bundle bundling is probably you get the the, the best for your money
0: yeah well what what is it cuz it's all like a uh what you, you have to buy it in bulk
3: you buy you get five what does five jessica products alba for know $35? about
0: cleaning supplies
3: because she obviously cleans her own house she's not
0: a scientist
3: yeah she doesn't create the products then who does other scientists <laughs> and they go to her and she purchases them and then she sells, and then them, sells them to
0: you and then she
1: puts her her logo okay. on it
0: megan or mike do you have any honest company questions for nicole
1: I mean, I guess if if you had to pick, if you were in these celebrity shoes and you had to pick three products for you to shill out to a group of consumers to say this honest stuff honestly works, which three would you pick in particular? I know you said that you weren't fans of someone's, but, you know, particularly the sunscreen, but you seem to be a fan of the. The hand sanitizer, and the yeah, what are the and ones that, that
0: work, Nicole?
3: Oh, I do like the hand san- sanitizer. It comes in a lovely lavender fragrance mm-hmm. oh. and um it also comes in the spray as well as the squeeze bottle, okay, and then they also have but
0: that's one you can't tell if it's actually working or not.
3: I know it's working. How do you know? Because I'm a scientist. You're so. What are you looking at people's
0: hands under a microscope? Can, How do you? I get, can, feel oh, you can feel the clean. Feel the clean. Okay, Ooh, this that's is a like good slogan. Good slogan. <laughs> there you go. Right. Okay. Fine. That's why. Well, there you go.
3: And then the hand soap is is very nice too. It comes in three lovely fr- uh, flavors, fragrances. Flavors,
2: because <laughs> <laughs> it. it's edible it's too. So, Ooh, yes, yummy! It is.
0: You can eat it. That's how little effect it has on germs or anything. You can eat it. Cleans
3: your digestive and, system, and nothing happens to you. <laughs> she literally drank the Kool Aid. <laughs> yes, yes. It also comes in a foaming uh, hand soap. Okay, and
0: then what else?
3: Also, the um. Laundry detergent.
0: Laundry detergent. Well, I will not use that, uh, that. I
3: know. He's such a bastard and he purposely goes out <laughs> yeah. and, and buys yeah. other stuff. I need the oh, strong yeah.
1: stuff. Stop it. of two detergents. Yeah. Right. Seems like a household divided.
3: Who's wasting money, me or him? He's going out and buying other stuff (laughs) while we already have stuff at home.
0: I, look, I bought a bag of Tide Pods. And pods
3: are dangerous to the children. Like a
0: year ago, and I still have have half of them. That's (laughs) how much much longer it's lasting than this Jessica Alba stuff.
3: Because it's just you who uses it.
0: (laughs) All right. All
4: right. Nicole. Dodged the question last week, and now you're dodging it again.
3: game.' the only reason why he wants me on
4: the
0: show today. <laughs> All right, Nicole, we have to get into this task, the task at hand. Uh, who's going to win the Celebrity Apprentice, Boy George or Matt Eisman?
3: I don't even know who Matt Eisman is.
0: Yes. Okay. So...
4: Nicole, <laughs> dodged the question last week, and now you're dodging it again. <laughs>
0: I missed a good opportunity to tell Nicole a totally fake person that was in the final two that wasn't even on the show yeah.
3: That's yeah. true I would have known you would have known I, yeah okay so Boy, who
0: George is it? or Arnold Donald who's gonna yeah. win Celebrity <laughs>
1: Apprentice
3: definitely not Arnold <laughs>
0: yeah okay all right uh Nicole any any final thoughts
3: um My clothes are clean.
0: Your clothes are are clean. Okay. All right. Well, Nicole, uh, thank you for coming in to uh, give us your hot, honest takes. Yes.
3: Honest beauty is actually the way to Can you buy
0: it in a store or you have to only buy it from her website? You
3: can uh, buy it at Target. You can buy it at um, Bye Bye Baby. Um, Amazon has it. Amazon, it's too overpriced on Amazon. Don't do that.
0: Oh, Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Nicole. And I also that I feel like that, you know, there's a very good chance uh, that President Trump did ask that everybody pray for the ratings for the celebrity apprentice, uh, just in case that the prayers are not answered. And this could be the last time around the block for the celebrity apprentice uh, with the finale coming next week. I just wanted to have Nicole on a Celebrity Apprentice podcast one more time.
3: Oh, just like old times. Just
0: like old times. Although I'm not drinking. Yes, and uh, not doing the tour bus thrust.
3: Well, that's later.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Nicole, <laughs> thank you. Thank you.
3: Okay. Time for this is yes. us. Bye.
0: All right. Bye. Well, one, one last question. One last question. Oh, okay. What? If there was honest company birth control, would you trust it?
3: honestly honestly <laughs> honestly
0: okay this is the true test what? honest company birth control do you
3: want more babies
0: <laughs> no well I, that, I'm a, that that look nicole <laughs> you wouldn't you know you wouldn't if it was something important you would not trust it
3: yeah i don't mess around with hormones okay, okay? <laughs> all right all right thank
0: you very much nicole okay goodbye all right all right there you go Thanks, the first nicole. lady of podcasting they call Sister Nina. Okay. All right. So thank you guys for indulging me on.
1: <laughs> Get out of here.
0: Thank you for indulging me uh, in this talk about the, uh, my hate. For the Honest Company uh, and their products. No, it's just it's so expensive, so expensive, so expensive. All right, so let's go back to talking about where we got into this mess with Jessica Alba showing up. And uh, boy, they really, all season long, were hyping up, uh, oh, Jessica Alba is going to be on The Celebrity Apprentice uh, this season. You know, Not to pile on the Jessica Alba mic, but I mean, Jessica Alba, I looked at her IMDb. I mean, what are we so excited about here?
1: I mean, it's clear that she might have pivoted away from being an actress of repute. What's her and more of her a- biggest IMDb credit? I would say it's, the, unfortunately, the Fantastic Four <laughs> series of films. The very short lead where she played the invisible woman, Sue That's Storm. it? That's what we're writing home about? Oh, maybe. You could also put in um, Sin City as well for fans of that type of noir. Outside of that, I feel like, you know, looking at her... I mean, that's 2005, Mike. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if, if you can name something very notable that she did in the past 10 years maybe the love guru Uh, would
0: be stretching a bit megan what's your favorite jessica alba work
2: i feel like i've seen the cover of honey in those like five (gasps) dollar (laughs) movie like uh like a hundred times like i always see the cover of that movie so my number one jessica alba movie is honey even though i've never seen it (laughs) okay
0: all right. So again, I don't mean to pile on, but I feel like that people are like, "Oh, yeah, that's a A-list name, Jessica Alba." Maybe uh, a little a little overrated here. Okay. So Here she is, though, to have the honest company task, Arnold, that he loves the environment and California. We take care of the environment. So he's pumped up about this. And so it's going to be Layla versus Boy George Megan. another chance for Layla Ali to demonstrate that she is the queen of the lifestyle brand.
2: Yes. And she right off the bat, she lives the honest lifestyle, much like Nicole. She's a heavy user of the honest company. (laughs) A power user. She's a power user. Yes.
0: (laughs) Okay, and boy George, just sort of by default, Brooke was project manager last week. Mike, I don't think Boy George actually won any part of the Honest Company cleaning supplies.
1: I don't know. Uh, Maybe he feels like this is finally an opportunity for him to bring his Buddhist values to light. And I know that we talked about last week that oh, we're sort of missing our star here. Yeah, you have your own singing bowl there. (laughs) Yeah, maybe I'm Um, Buddhist. RHF, and you didn't even realize it. Do you have any windows in your uh, in your studio? But Mm, I think yeah. I do think that this episode might have been Boy George's sort of come to light as kind of the train wreck star of at least this episode of Celebrity Apprentice because we're going to talk about all the wackadoo stuff he did in this episode leading up to the very final minutes where he ends up firing a keyboard. You know, there were three terminations happening in this episode, one of them being a musician (laughs) at the end of the day. Uh, So I think Boy George definitely, we saw glimpses of it in the beginning of the season that he, he throws a little bit of a hissy fit or that he seems to have a very big opinion about, you know, we should be going in this direction. It should be my way or the highway. And we've really seen that come out in full force this episode.
0: Yes. And I will actually say to walk back what I had said the last two weeks about how I was really disappointed with this cast. I feel like that for boy George, I felt like tonight was really his coming out party. I would definitely give him the fishy tonight. And I felt like that he ended up becoming the wacky character that I had been hoping for all season long. I felt like this was his finest hour.
2: No, uh, I mean, I mean, there you go. All along, your dreams were sitting there, and the, underneath the big hat, you had no idea.
1: Yeah. Uh, did you see uh, Boy George change to the giant bowler hat this time around, uh, doing the odd job look? I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. Good job by Boy George tonight. Lots of fun stuff from Boy George to talk through, Uh, which it started off that he was getting the dodo music, Megan, and it looked like, okay, this wackadoo Boy George where he was talking about his Buddhist beliefs and clean your own mirror. He ended up with this bell and uh, he kept ringing it, talking about how he was going to set the stage and give like this uh, Buddhist pep talk. But it turned out to be the winning presentation for Jessica Alba.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was just totally different side of him that we saw. I feel like both tasks we saw, we're starting to see just all these different facets to him that really he didn't get a chance to show throughout the rest of the season. And it's kind of a disappointment because amongst the other glaciers, he really should have been getting some more (laughs) airtime.
4: Yeah,
1: I mean, they had like five other weeks of Celebrity Apprentice. All we knew about him is that he could sing. And granted, we're going to get the full You know, B-side of Boy George's sings the, you know, anthems of these sponsor tasks later on in this episode. But he definitely showed much, much more facets of his personality, which I honestly was expecting coming into this season. So I was happy for it to show up better late than never.
0: Yeah, I sort of skipped over this also, but after last week, Boy George was the only person left on Prima. So Brooke Burke ends up being the person to switch over. Now, Megan, in the past at the Final Four on The Celebrity Apprentice, and I feel like in The Regular Apprentice, I feel like historically we haven't had a two versus two matchup. Has that been the case the last couple of years or am I remembering this wrong?
2: No, you're remembering it right. There's typically not the the two v two. What happens is um, we usually get sort of this interview fire segment. Fire making
0: challenge, right?
2: <laughs> yes, fire making do they, challenge. Did you fight for it? <laughs> and that's how. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how meatloaf goes home in the end. It's the fire making challenge. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Usually they have like some sort of a team of people that come in, right? And they go from four to two, not from four to three.
2: Yes, typically. So you'll either get rid of kind of your boring people that were never going to make it in the finale, like your Carol Alts and your Brandy Rodricks, or you're going to get rid of the overly emotional person like your meatloaf or your Lisa Lampanelli's that just probably weren't going to win based on the edit of the season.
0: So we end up with this team where it looks like that Matt and Layla look like they're going to be an unstoppable team because where you have Matt, he's sort of like very organized, but he's also like the big idea guy and Layla, she's very buttoned up and very determined. And that to me on paper looked like that was going to be a very formidable team, Mike.
1: Well, what they didn't expect was the unstoppable Lucy Ricardo slash Ricky Ricardo esque team that was Boy George and Brooke Burke Charvet. Uh, weird sexual tension slash arguments who? coming. I I couldn't tell you. Um, Boy George <laughs> probably wears as much makeup as Lucy did at any point in time during that show's run. Uh, but they were they were definitely set up as the disaster team for the first like forty minutes of the episode. Then when the presentation went kind of okay, I had an inkling that maybe they would do all right. And when they ended up winning. I feel like we could definitely track that, you know, creativity was the thing that was lacking. And that, unfortunately, was kind of bolstered by Layla here in terms of saying, I want to keep it grounded. I want to keep it realistic. Let's not have people jumping over the walls, causing messes, doing anything. I just want to take people around my model home, a la Arrested Development, and show uh, the power of honest products.
0: Megan, is there a human being on planet Earth who is less fun than Layla Ali?
2: Uh, I, I mean, I'm sure there is, but for this, for this group of people, yeah, definitely no fun. I mean, you know that Matt Eisman is the most fun person in the room and he's just taping up sheets of eight and a half by 11 paper all over the walls.
0: We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that, Matt. We're not. Look, stop smiling. Stop smiling. We're not having any fun. There's gonna be no fun. We're down to business. We're here to talk about products. That's it.
1: Now go make up a girlfriend to sell this product. (laughs) I'll
0: give you the side eye. Yeah, she did not like that. <laughs>
1: but yeah, Matt's like, oh,
0: what about if we did this? Oh, like, no, no, we're not doing that. He's like, but, but no, no. It, it did seem as though they were going to be very much on brand and on message uh, compared to what we were seeing from Boy George and Brooke, uh, especially when uh, Boy George and Brooke looked like they were about to go into a, a big fight, Megan, when. Boy George uh, said that Brooke is bossy.
2: Yeah, said it right to Patrick, who really, Patches, who had really livened up there. Um, I don't know if it was because, like, Boy George was, like, repeatedly, like, huffing all of the, like, fumes all day. I mean, you saw him keep, like, sticking his nose in all of the products. But, uh, yeah, they were ready to get into it for the bossy versus unorganized fight of 2016, I guess it was then.
0: And then, Mike, how about this for a pair of star-crossed lovers when Brooke... (laughs) She is getting into with boy George after he called her bossy. And then Matt is like getting all of his ideas continually shut down by Layla. Oh, oh no, no, we're not doing that. Uh, we have Brooke reaching across the aisle to Matt
1: with a, brooke moji i can't even oh my goodness this is like uh the 21st century version of uh, boston Robin amber being separated on survivor all-stars i was waiting for matt <laughs> eisman to say they've got my girl over there
0: with her booty <laughs> yeah sending messages uh via text from one team to another megan have we ever seen anything like this this is unprecedented
2: I mean, we certainly have never seen a Bitmoji on Celebrity Apprentice. That's a first. And I'm a little disappointed we didn't get to see what Matt Eisman's Bitmoji looked like.
0: Yes. Hopefully that he can tweet it out so we can see. But yeah, I can't even, uh, says uh, the Brooke Moji, for having to deal with Boy George all this time.
1: Yeah, I think uh, we, we truly missed out on the. Uh, The flirtmance of Brooke and Matt showing off in the finals. I know Edward Morris in particular was very crushed, but and we'll talk about, you know, her firing later on. But I feel like we were very deprived of either having these two on the same team during this task or having them face off against each other. It seemed like the last contact they were really going to have was, you know, uh Brooke shilling out that uh fitness activity last task.
0: So we ended up getting to the model homes and uh, Brooke and boy George are sort of like play acting this scene where they're like a married couple. Megan, were you into that?
2: Uh, sure, and then there's like random son Andrew there who was a guitar that wasn't fairly explained either. But uh, you know what? Let's just go with the flow. I like that. You know, boy George was like up behind her at the sink, and they were having fun with it. I yeah. love
1: that. Uh, just like my home, it's filled with all sorts of random signage, just posting random platitudes around the kitchen. They aren't even hung up because you know when boy George measures, he measures in rounding uh, rounds of ten. Mentioning like 70 or something, I guess is the dimension of the wall. So they probably didn't have time to hang it up. Or
0: something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so they do this whole big experiment where number one, boy, George is going to clean the mirror with the honest uh, window surface and glass. And I felt very much like I could relate to boy George in that moment, trying to clean something with honest cleaner. And Mike, how long do you think it took boy George to get that mirror clean?
1: I could see an extended 10 minute cut where George is just swearing up and down, trying to get this uh, to get this uh, stuff off. And then he eventually calls over a producer who just replaces the mirror and then they keep filming again. They have to pretend like he was able to successfully clean the mirror off using the honest product. Megan, what do you think about Brooke Burke's washcloth trick?
2: oh that was very fancy although it could she could have had like a esque second one she kind of like kind of like any good infomercial but they're like i'm just gonna put this in the oven and boom it's done i think that might have been happening
1: who knew brooke burke was as skilled as at magic as pen gillette they really are part (laughs) and parcel together (laughs) yeah
0: I think that that's absolutely what she did, because there is no way that you would be able to get that (laughs) washcloth clean with all those things just using the honest cleaner. Either that or she had like a a real bottle of dish detergent or something (laughs) by the sink. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And Mike, what do you think about Brooke Burke and uh, Boy George dancing?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know how Jessica Alba feels about PDA, but I guess it gave uh, gave him 50000 so I guess she's all right with it. I mean, we really got a personal look into their very warped home. Uh, God only knows what Andrew is going through right now. I'm sure he has to deal with a lot, which is probably why he's turning to a fledgling music career. But I guess good on him. You can get out of the house, buddy, and really make a name for yourself. Uh, honestly, you can.
0: Meanwhile, over at the Arete model home, Layla and Matt were going through everything. Uh, Matt had made uh, a big mess with a bunch of things. Layla was giving her whole spiel. And when they turned it over to Matt, he had an interesting story about why the hand cream was uh, very important at his house. And I know Matt loves this product, too. Well, I love it, but I'll tell you who really loves it is my girlfriend. She has unbelievably
4: sensitive skin, constantly breaking out in rashes, horrible allergies. So, this has been a lifesaver for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now wait, turn on the cereal music. Because if we recall in one episode, and as it's talked about in this episode, Matt Eisman does not have a girlfriend. So, we have a little bit of a Matti Teo situation, if you will, <laughs> where Matt Eisman has made up a fake girlfriend to try to sell Jessica Alba's products.
2: Also, his his fake girlfriend has a rash. <laughs> like, If you're going to make up a fake girlfriend, how come she has to be like rashy?
1: <laughs> she has a rash. Don't worry. It's not sexual. It's not sexual at all, the rash, but it works great on her skin. Yeah. Is this like the itch that Carson got on the cruise? (laughs) Yes. We went on too many swingers cruises. Uh, Now the balm works great.
0: Mike, am I reading too much into this that Matt Eisman's fake
1: girlfriend is a bottle of hand lotion? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were gonna say that she uh she lives in canada
0: do we have to check with clint black on this
1: one <laughs> yes exactly it
2: could be the detergent
1: <laughs> how many hand loads is he doing with uh, jessica alba's deter uh, overly expensive detergent that nicole was talking about <laughs> i don't
0: know I don't know. Uh, Yeah. Very confusing. What was going on there? Layla Ali was really upset. Now, why was she so mad, Megan? Was it because that Matt was lying and it was inauthentic or was that not what he was supposed to say?
2: I just think that she brought he brought up the word like rash, like nobody like he could have kept it like a smoother story, like, oh, just my girlfriend uses this and she loves it or this, that and the other. But he's bringing up like rashes and things like that. And it's just not very attractive in any sort of sales pitch to the, you know, four random people that they made hostages in these small homes.
0: And I know Matt loves this product, too. Well, I love it, but I'll tell you who really loves it is my girlfriend. She has unbelievably sensitive skin, constantly breaking out in rashes, horrible allergies. So
4: this has been a lifesaver for me.
2: (laughs) Mike, are there any Harry Potter characters that have sensitive skin?
1: Uh, Any, like, female Harry Potter characters? I mean, you could say uh, Voldemort definitely might have some skin conditions, but I don't know if that's uh, due to his allergies or maybe due due to some other pre-existing conditions.
0: (laughs) All right, well, the teams end up going back to the boardroom, and I feel like that uh, they get a very odd introduction by the governor (laughs) when they get to the boardroom.
4: Wow, look at this. What a team. (laughs) (laughs) Two beautiful women. One gay man one man that can't get a date.
0: Wait, what? Why are we saying all these things, Mike?
1: He also follows it up by saying, like, a wonderful holiday party, which means that, (laughs) according to him, Hollywood is full of women, gay men, and, like, creepos that can't get laid and make up girlfriends to sell hand lotion.
0: (laughs) Megan, where has this narrative come from that Matt Eisman can't get a date? He is a... Uh, Look, if if maybe he's no David Charvet, but he's a handsome enough guy. Uh, He's tall. He's on TV. He's a doctor. He's funny. Why? Where is Matt Eisman going wrong here?
2: I'm not sure. I would choose Matt Eisman over David Charvet any day of the week.
0: (laughs) I don't get it, Mike. What is this just sort of like is he doing like some sort of like a self-deprecating bit?
1: I I could definitely imagine so. I mean. I feel like Matt's been getting it from all angles though, not just from oh. Arnold. Let's remember during oh. that Harry Potter <laughs> task when, uh, well boy, um, need some hand lotion <laughs> for that, uh, where Brooke was saying, you know, like, hey, you know, I think you would hotter, you'd be hotter if you weren't such a nerd. So unfortunately, Matt just seems to, he, he talks later in the episode about how he was such an underdog coming in about, you know, not being as well known as everyone else. Maybe he's also an underdog because everyone thinks he's such a giant dweeb that nobody actually legitimately takes him seriously.
0: Yeah, but in what world is he like the screech of the group? Like, I understand <laughs> that he might be like the least famous of the people that were on the show. but Does that don't...
1: make Arnold Mr. Belding? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. definitely see more is standing beside you. <laughs> Very deep cut. Very deep cut, Mike.
0: (laughs) Uh, All right. So uh, we'll see if uh, Matt's dating luck will change if he's named the Celebrity Apprentice. So we get the uh, update from uh, Jessica Alba about what they did. And basically, she felt like that Layla and her presentation was pretty basic. There wasn't any creativity there. Whereas the Boy George presentation uh, they were really adding in some sort of mystique to uh, this product, and uh, that was really going to help people be under the impression that these products actually work, Mike. <laughs> like,
1: oh, yeah, it's Buddhist. Edit- yeah, of, throw
0: that in there. That's fine.
1: A little bit of editorializing on your part, Rob. Just a, just a tag. <laughs>
0: Perhaps.
1: <laughs> You're being Perhaps. very honest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Um, Maggie, do you feel like that Jessica made the right call?
2: Uh, I think so. I don't think there's anything particularly. First of all, I thought this uh, whole challenge was like a real dud. There's not much going on here for me. But I think that definitely I think at least Boy George and Brooke had that like odd chemistry and like Andrew hiding behind them playing the guitar. At least there was something there to hold on to.
0: Yeah, at least there was something. I mean, by comparison, it was just like the Layla presentation was so bland that any sort of flavor was just like, okay, oh, this is fantastic compared to uh, this boring infomercial that we just sat through. And so Prima is the winner. Layla and Matt end up going to the boardroom. Now, uh, maybe it was a bit of foreshadowing early in the episode when there was some talk about who has never been to the boardroom and they discovered that it was Matt.
4: Matt. Never. Matt's never been in. You've never
0: been in? I, I guess I haven't, no. Well, your next bitch. Yeah, Boy George really <laughs> called his shot there, Mike.
1: Yeah, I think he's just quoting his favorite uh, scary movie, right? Your next bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is he a big scary movie fan?
1: Uh, I'm assuming so. He was first in line to see the Bye Bye Man.
0: <laughs> no, it was the Boy Boy Man. I, it was a typo. Boy George was supposed to be there the whole time
1: jonathan i want to fire your composer uh he just it needs to be minor not major get him out of here get him out of here i don't want to start a row with him
0: all right seiku will be here any minute he's gonna play you a wonderful jaunty tune
1: yeah all right uh uh, see try to put a tune to this bye bye man he's saying bye bye it's the bye bye man okay we're, we're losing the thread here
2: just a bit. No, I think you lost the thread when you did that deep cut suddenly Seymour reference, <laughs> which I am still thinking about over here. <laughs> All
0: right So let's go back to okay Matt versus Layla in the boardroom. and I'll tell you what Megan, I would have really liked to have seen Matt just bury Layla. I think that he was a little scared of Layla in the boardroom.
2: I think he was, too. I mean, maybe he he's such a nice guy. He's so nice. Oh, my gosh. It's it's like uh, you'd like to see a little bit of his claws come out like uh, he hosts a show with the word like Ninja Warrior in it. You'd think he'd have a little more chutzpah behind him, but he's so nice and he's so endearing. Um, you know, good for him though. But yeah, it would be nice to see a little clause come out.
1: Layla was throwing haymakers, uh, and boy, George is a hattie. So Jessica (laughs) Lee's very well represented this podcast.
2: Very well represented. I would have liked to have seen
0: uh, Chael like quantum leap into, uh, Matt's body for a moment. Just to say like, uh, I'm telling you, I had lots of ideas. She said, no, this was her vision. So if you fire anybody on this task, you have to fire Layla, but she might've just like knocked him out.
1: Well, it doesn't help that Layla compares herself to the Bad News Bears, which spoiler alert for both versions of the Bad News Bears. Tune out if you haven't seen those films or heard about them. The Bad News Bears lose the game at the end. So really not a great comparison to make there, Layla. Okay, so
0: Layla Ali, she's out at Final Four. I did think that she had winner upside, uh, but she is gone. Megan, any eulogy for Layla Ali?
2: uh don't double dip i think that's (laughs) about her only
1: (laughs) yeah are we i I know we got a a question about this on twitter the night before which is the super bowl i mean were we disappointed to not see any of these kings hawaiian ads make their way onto the main screen
0: (laughs) yeah very disappointing to see that the ad wizard at kings hawaiian decided not to go with any of the fantastic ads that were made by the celebrity apprentice contestants
1: Though John Lovitz did appear in those uh, avocados from Mexico ads, so maybe that would be double-dipping in a way if they decided to put him on twice. It! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he uh, <laughs> could
0: have gone with that. Unfortunately, Layla is gone. All right, so the final three go back, and I'm trying to think about how they're going to do this. We're going to have like a two-on-one task. Uh, everybody goes back to the boardroom, and then we had this bizarre sequence of... Arnold just questioning people and I don't even know if he got any sort of answers that I feel like that this was been handled so much better in the past Megan
2: I mean also before we even get to that can we talk about the fakest of fake scene ever where they're all standing there and they're like oh I guess it's time to go home I guess we should go oh home. no the telephone has rung oh boy who could it be like anybody else ever calls them up it has there.
0: that number right <laughs> Hey everybody, it's Vince Neil. Hey guys, what's going on tonight? Who <laughs> no. got fired? Oh,
1: it's you got some oh, no.
2: white wine up there. Oh snap! Sh- no.
1: <laughs> Look who's calling it's it's my girlfriend. You know the one with the sensitive skin. She says I have to come out and give her a smooch before I go into the poor room.
2: <laughs> her name's Georgina Glass. <laughs> yeah.
0: believe me, the honest company Windex does nothing on Georgina Glass.
1: <laughs> but we'll talk That's about what Arnold called the Donald- rash. <laughs> We'll talk about Arnold Donald in a little bit, but I do feel like Arnold Donald is a very George Glass name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: That guy is like, I'm not giving my real name to go on The Celebrity Apprentice. <laughs> Be fired.
1: Listen, I'll, I'll, he'll, does he do, he's suggesting he does like the undercover boss thing where he like puts on a fake soul patch to look like a jazz musician and puts on a fake name so no one recognizes who he is. Yes, yes. Uh, he's I, actually exactly an that. undercover boss. Yeah.
0: Alright, so we go to the boardroom with Matt and with boy George and with Brooke and arnold is just asking like really vague questions we don't seem to be getting anywhere or building on anything and he's just like saying like okay tell me why shouldn't it be you why shouldn't it be you why shouldn't it be you uh and then he ends up talking about uh who might be a loser
4: don't feel whoever big that you're a loser (laughs) okay why
0: would you
2: even say that
0: (laughs) (laughs) and it does look like at that point in time Megan that Matt's going to be the person who goes home
2: I think that's just because he's just in the middle but it's weird how he posted that it's going to be this battle of the non-losers to determine the loser but really someone's a loser and then he totally does this stunt quoting back about Mr. Universe again we had to hear about
0: yeah so this is all just a setup to tell this story about somebody's going to be a loser But
4: that doesn't mean that you should feel sad about being the loser. Sometimes you lose around, but you're not a loser. Remember, the only person is a loser that stays down. I've said that over and over again. I remember that when I lost bodybuilding competitions, I came over to America when I was 21 years old. I won two times Mr. Universe before I came over here lost. I cried all night. Yeah. But then I realized, wait a minute. Even though I'm here by myself in this country, I just came over here. I don't speak the language. Uh, you know, I don't have any friends here. I have nobody here. And I just lost the competition. This is the end of the world. I then finally picked myself up the next morning and said, I'm going to be back. I'll and I'm going to be, gonna be back. back better than ever. And the next year, I won two Mr. Universe contests of both of the federations. And my bodybuilding career skyrocketed.
0: Megan, two Mr. Universe competitions in one year. Is that right? That sounds a little figured to me.
2: <laughs> I'm not hundred percent sure what the rules are on that, but um I don't have any other evidence to go off of. But I do the one thing that bothers me during that clip is Brooke is giving like her best like fake friend listening noises, like hmm, yeah. ah, uh, like it's Let just me hear like all it. right
4: Let bro. me hear that. I cried all night. Yeah But then I realized, <laughs> wait a minute. Even though I'm here by myself in this country, I just came over here. I don't speak the language. Uh, You know, I don't have any friends here. I have nobody here. And I just lost the competition. This is the end of the world. I then finally picked myself up the next morning and said, I'm going to be back. Mm. And I'm going to be back.
1: I think we just got to look into the inside bedroom life of Brooke and David Charvet a little bit. (laughs) Oh, no.
0: Oh, no. Um, So... Yeah, they go through this whole thing, and then it turns out to, uh Brooke, you're fired. For what? They're, they're, Megan, did we glean anything from this conversation with the three of them?
2: Uh, not quite. I mean, unless if this swings back to who had the record of winning the most and losing the most, because I think Brooke was at 6-5 compared to 7-4 and 7-3. Um, although, to be fair, I mean, no one even brought up that boy George had a record of 7-3 because he wasn't there for something. Uh, you're right. It was a little uh, a little flimsy here about why she went home. I didn't mind. I mean, but
1: the, but this but this isn't like the first time we <laughs> faced this, though. I know, Megan, you mentioned Carol Alt before, but all the way back in the first Celebrity Apprentice, Donald Trump was had Carol Alt. Trace Atkins and Piers Morgan. Carol Holt had a pretty good record and was like in the Brooke position. And Donald was just like, you know, it would be fun if it was Trace Atkins versus Piers Morgan. Carol, get out of here. She was fired for no other reason other than he just thought it would be fun to see a cowboy face off against a British man. That was it. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: I think that Matt's resume speaks for itself. I think that he did a great job in this competition. I guess my question is that should Boy George have been fired over Brooke Burke, Mike?
1: kind of think so. I mean, <laughs> I guess it's a case of, like, what have you done for me lately? He <laughs> put together a really interesting, he had interesting bookends. He started and ended his time on The Apprentice uh, with wins. But Brooke, I feel like, has been more reliable across the board, even though I guess the, the sticking point for Arnold was, like, you were not very, you know, you were very hidden in the beginning. You were not edited very well. I'm in the editing room. I picked the clips. I <laughs> You're out the, the purple Brooke edit.
2: <laughs> the purple stuff
1: Brooke you, you're UTR1 your winner contention has gone down in edgic
0: <laughs> you're looking at your edit and you're looking and you felt like it was disgusting like cottage cheese edits.
1: <laughs> now when I when I had a, when I came to America I got a UTR1 edit and I cried all night uh, I became the dog that didn't bark then I came back I was OTT3 and then CP5
0: <laughs> and now look at me, I am OTTP5 and like Patrick he is OTTN4 <laughs>
1: <laughs> You have definitely gotten off the thread at this point) <laughs>
0: My edgic. Uh, edgic Schwarzenegger is my other nephew. <laughs> <laughs> so, Megan, do you think that there is a case to be made that Brooke Burke should have stayed over Boy George?
2: Uh, sure if you want to make it but you could make cases for every single firing of the celebrity apprentice that this is all just nonsense and there's no reason oh, yeah. that anybody actually goes home um but definitely when we're getting down to the nitty-gritty like mike said there's been a lot of other times where you have somebody go home and there's no really good reason at the end it's just you need to clear out some of the fluff and brooke was i guess the fluff here
0: so yes yeah, very sad to see brooke burke go home I, I really don't think that she deserved before i mean like let's keep it real she wasn't amazing at any point what was the high
1: point for Brooke It was it last week, Mike? <laughs> it might have been something her husband did in terms of writing. <laughs> ride. Well, that was the low point. The point. That was the next question. Well, was, I guess that was the most that was the thing at least I'm going to remember from Brooks' tenure on the Celebrity Apprentice. Yeah, I mean the both tasks she won were kind of in her wheelhouse. She's very fitness-oriented. So, like I talked about last week, it would be interesting to see how she would handle that final. Celebrity, you know, carnival cruise task, considering that they're both about setting up variety shows. I don't know how much Brooke Burke is going to set up a variety show and let his David Charvet and his cavalcade of motorcycles or something, uh, or the Hell's Angels come in and ride with him. But it, it sucked in terms of like looking at it from an objective resume standpoint to see her go. But we have to remember Celebrity Apprentice is like reality TV Wonderland. Up is down, down is up. Nothing's supposed to make sense here.
0: Okay. All right. So uh, very sad to see. Brooke Burke go, but we have our final two of Boy George versus Matt Eisman. Who could have predicted this, Megan?
2: Uh, you know, I wouldn't have predicted it off the bat because I would have said Matt Eisman, he's not really one of the more popular, well known celebrities. He may not make it to the end. And Boy George did seem to have that like kooky character that always doesn't make it to the end either, but definitely pleasantly surprised that it wasn't the Brooke and uh Matt final that a lot of people had predicted.
0: But you don't think that that was more of a story to have Brooke versus Matt in the finals that they had this sort of like he has a crush on her relationship. They were friends having to go against each other in the final task. There's nothing there.
2: Sure, there's something there, but my gosh, haven't we picked on Matt enough for his love life that he now has to have this thing of, oh, I don't want to lose to Brooke because then she won't like me anymore. I mean, (laughs) the poor guy.
0: All right. Before we get into talking about our final two tasks, and I guess this is uh, the first part of that, we'll see the second part in the finale last week. I just got to take a moment and thank a sponsor for this episode of the podcast. And that sponsor is CISO. And I know that Mike Bloom loves CISO more than Matt Eisman loves Harry Potter. And it's easy to understand why. Because comedy nerds like Mike rejoice because CISO has the comedy you crave from your favorite comedians like Paul F. Tompkins, Dan Harmon, Wyatt Sinek, Jonah Ray, the UCB4, that's Amy Poehler, Matt Bessler, Ian Roberts, Matt Walsh, and hilarious, knee-slapping, CISO, Original series. Mike, why, why do you love CISO so much?
1: I mean, I guess if I'm speaking from my Layla perspective, uh, you know, I am a CISO man. But unlike <laughs> Honest Products, it is alarmingly cheap. And the fact is, you get to address both the past, present, and future of comedy. There's a great backlog of uh, SNL sketches, Monty Python, maybe a couple of other classic comedies as well. Lots of great stuff going on in the present. Um, Bajillion Dollar Properties, Take My Wife, Please, uh, Harmon Quest. Lots of great stuff. And then, of course, looking ahead, there's, it's a great platform to sort of bolster a lot of up-and-coming comedy. The UCB show is a great variety show, much like the one that Matt Eisman and Boy George will have to put <laughs> no. on on Carnival Cruise Lines. Uh, maybe they should have hired from there if they're really looking for people. Uh, bump off uh, Coolio, maybe. But <laughs> it, it really has a great representation of a repertoire of uh, c- comedy and comedy culture for only a few bucks a month. So really, it's, it's a fantastic deal, in my opinion.
0: Right. It's just like one destination and you can go anywhere with CISO because you get unlimited access to the original series, next day, late night, hilarious stand-up specials, binge-worthy classics, including 42 seasons of SNL, the entire Monty Python catalog, IT crowd, and more. It's the new home for all your favorite comedy Britcoms, stand up specials, bingeable classics, and more. And it's all on demand and ad-free. Access Seesaw content from anywhere, anytime using iOS, Android, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Windows, Xbox One. Megan, could we get it on a Zoom if Steve Bomber is around?
2: I think we could. He loves Seesaw. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, best of all, CISO is just three ninety nine dollars a month. Uh, no joke, three ninety nine dollars per month for all the comedy you want. Anytime, anywhere, ad-free. Go to CISO.com. That's S-E-E-S-O.com right now. Sign up for one month free with promo code RHAP at checkout. It's the best offer that CISO has going right now. One month for free of laughing your ass off comedy at CISO by using promo code RHAP. CISO.com, S-E-E-S-O.com, promo code R-H-A-P. OK, uh, so let's get into talking through this final two. And it's the return of Tyra, Megan.
2: She's back with her TIE Glide technology. She's just gliding right in there for the <laughs> final challenge.
0: Yeah, they should have called the boat the Titanic, Mike.
1: Uh, My heart will go on Into next week when this show ends
0: Yeah, I mean Tyra Banks came back But she really uh, contributed absolutely nothing Other than just standing on the pier
1: I don't think she actually uh, appeared In this task Uh, Maybe she'll make an appearance next week When they actually do the show itself But yeah, she gave guidance and then It was much more about uh, the star of this second task, I think, in our opinions, the one and only Arnold Donald, who really bore the (laughs) weight of uh, handling the corporate part of this task.
0: Arnold Donald. Now, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, seems very excited about the prospect of... Arnold Donald. <laughs> uh, Megan, I mean, after all of the craziness from the news events of this week uh, and yes. the controversy where Donald Trump asked that people pray for the ratings of Celebrity Apprentice, I mean, could you uh, imagine a more uh, polarizing figure than Arnold Donald?
2: I mean, I was praying for something and I didn't know what I would get for my prayers, but I was given Arnold Donald as my gift. And it was fantastic. You could not have even imagined this was coming.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, do you think Arnold Donald will pick a side, Mike, in the feud between President Trump and Arnold Schwarzenegger?
1: This is like Kramer versus Kramer. Uh
0: (laughs) (laughs) Donald, I got it. We're going to split Arnold Donald in half.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, don't do it. (laughs) I think that's really what it's going to come down to is that, you know, screw the the apprentice is just a byproduct here. The true child of these two, the, the shared custody comes down to this one man who unfortunately has the name Arnold Donald. Do you think they actually picked Carnival Cruise Line because they were like, hey, this guy's name is Arnold Donald. It'd be fun to have him on.
0: <laughs> Somebody did a Google search, Arnold Donald, and they ended up leading to Carnival Cruise Line. <laughs>
1: That's why
2: Arnold Donald lives on the sea, because he can't choose sides. He's just going to stay in international waters. (laughs)
1: anything goes, you might as well be called Arnold Donald, Arnold Donner, Tom Bergeron. That's his name on on (laughs) international waters.
0: (laughs) Okay, so their task here is they're going to be working for Carnival Cruise Lines. Uh, Mike, can you sum up all of the things that they have to do? Because it seems like there's a
1: lot <laughs> on their plate. So yes. It's like a laundry list worthy of either Honest Detergent or Tide Pods, in your case. Uh, they have to produce an ad campaign. Now, there are four cruise lines that are Carnival Cruise uh, that all have distinctive qualities. Uh, they're like the Ninja Turtles. Uh, we have Holland, <laughs> Princess, uh, Carnival, and, uh, which I guess is the Michelangelo because that's the party dude. And uh, Seaborn. <laughs> Yeah, they need to, so they need to produce an ad campaign for all four of those in addition they'll need to host a party even though that can be on land in a downtown hotel and in within that party that i guess they'll be doing simultaneously next to each other they'll be doing a 15 minute variety show for carnival cruise lines and in, in addition to that they're also raising money as well for their charities so it's really a four-pronged <laughs> task it is a lot to pack in
0: yeah, Megan. It is uh, a real <laughs> buffet line of tasks that they need to complete.
1: And and
2: once again, which we've seen this before on the Celebrity Apprentice. There, we saw this with the motorcycle challenge. They only need to have three pictures in their ad campaign, <laughs> but we took four thousand and twelve today, guys.
0: Yeah. Uh, Megan, now historically in these uh, final task smorgasbords, uh, you know, we have there's usually some component of, OK, do a presentation, have a party, raise money that has one of the pieces of this final task uh, been more important than the others.
2: I think the fundraising, you still have to remember to do it. There's been a couple of times when. People have kind of put the fundraising aside. If I were doing this, I would think the ad campaign is probably the least important and like really wow somebody with your variety show and your actual event and packing it in there and having expensive tickets sold. That would be my strategy. But um, I can't speak to the taste of Arnold Donald.
0: Yeah, we have no idea what Arnold Donald likes. Is it some combination of what Trump and what Schwarzenegger would have liked, Mike?
1: Yes, it's like uh Fitness equipment laden in gold, essentially, is what Arnold Donald <laughs> is into. Gold's
0: gym. That's how they came up with
1: it. <laughs> it's a uh, very uh, lasciviously dressed woman dipped in the Pacific Ocean uh, touting EPA bulletins. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So, all right. How about this? So, we have to tackle a bunch of misconceptions uh, about cruise lines. Uh, we will get into that with the photography. But first, are final two needs to meet their team and Megan, this might be one of the biggest scandals in the history of this fine program. How did Matt Eisman get stuck with possibly the worst team you could possibly make up from this cast? Carney Wilson, Carrie Keegan and Kyle Richards,
2: Matt, Got so screwed here. <laughs> this was a disaster. I, when, I, when they were like, "All right, you're going to meet your team," and they open the door, and I'm like, "Oh, Carney Wilson, she's fun." And then they kept going down the line. That's a preview of the.
1: That's a preview of the Wilson Phillips performance. We'll get next episode. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what a disaster. Why did they do this to him? Like who did know. Matt Eisman piss off?
1: I can tell you why. Arnold say, you know what would be funny? If we take a bunch of beautiful women and put them around Matt because he cannot possibly have sex with them. Uh he'll be allowed to point a laugh at the man. <laughs> you don't think that he was trying to set him
0: up like Matt, I'm gonna do you a favor, I'm gonna put all the women on your team so that one of them maybe could be your girlfriend by the end of the show. <laughs>
1: I'm like mystery. I wear the f- fuzzy purple hat. I got the f- boy George's wardrobe. <laughs> now, I have to say, I was
0: excited to see Carney Wilson. And I think that we lost her too soon. I think that she would have been fun to keep her around longer on the show. But Carrie Keegan and Kyle Richards, Mike, of all the people, that's who wanted to come back. And that's who they said yes to.
1: This was all about geography, Rob. I mean, we even saw Kyle Richards, the task after she got fired, the seized chocolate task, she appeared. Because she happened to be in the area. I think it's very clear that, you know, I, I don't know when people had to go, when they got terminated, if they, you know, went back to where they came from or if they had other jobs to do. I think the big question mark here is why was Brooke Burke not involved in either team considering that she had just gotten fired and they sometimes like to do that. But I feel like with Carrie and with Kyle especially, they happened to be in the area a lot cheaper to, you know, drive them in than to fly other people in. Uh, unfortunately, we get no John Lovitz in this episode, but uh, we get the cuz k- k- going on and Carrie Keegan, uh, Carrie, Carney and Kyle.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, Megan, let me ask you a question that Edward Morris brought up and he wanted to know, was Brooke that salty that she came in third? That's the only reason I can think of why she wasn't on this task. Megan, is it possible that Brooke Burke was saltier than Warren Buffett's cashew
2: brittle? <laughs> i guess it is possible but uh maybe she had one of these uh you know pre-existing events or maybe she had to do one of her booty brook classes down in malibu or something like that and that's why she couldn't make it the day maybe that's of the finals had- <laughs> i'm not sure although my question would be um you have Carrie keegan and kyle richards would you rather have chael on your team than any of these women yes
1: Yes, Chael would say, "I got a great idea. Let's cut the anchor to the boat uh, so we can get more time. They can't t- give us. They can give us more time if the boat is sinking. They have yeah. to
2: give them all your money to get the boat back to shore."
0: Yeah, at least Chael was involved in some successes along the way. I mean, to bring back these women that were all early boots in this season. I mean, this was terrible. And then when we take a look at Boy George's team. He gets a couple of really capable people in Layla, in Carson Kressley. And sure, he gets Portia. And Portia was not a disaster this season. I mean, she's probably like a replacement level Celebrity Apprentice contestant, Mike.
1: Yeah, I would say so. I definitely think Boy George had the stronger team. Maybe the producers felt like they had to balance it out. Because, I mean, growing in, I think we were all saying that Matt Eisman by far has the stronger set across the board in terms of performing well in this game so maybe they thought like okay we'll give matt the less skilled team to balance off you know george who is maybe not so incredibly talented in many ways but maybe not so much an organization being buoyed by the rest of this team i mean carson might have like the best job here because he got to be in the finals of celebrity apprentice and essentially be a finalist without even making the final two
0: But isn't this really unfair where you're saying that, okay, well, Matt will probably win if we give him a good team. So let's give him the worst of the worst and see if we can tank him.
1: I mean, again, this is reality TV Wonderland, Uh, just like the Queen of Hearts, you know, playing croquet. Nothing is really fair here.
0: (laughs) Yes.
2: But Megan, is this too unfair? I I almost what would have happened if Boy George had to run the task on his own? I don't know if we haven't really seen him been able to execute a task without having kind of these big organizers next to him. So maybe they just did it to kind of keep the ship afloat, you know, something like that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, We really are uh, bringing it with all of these uh, naval analogies. But all right, let's get into dispelling the misconceptions. Mike, what are the misconceptions of going on a cruise?
1: All right. Let's see here. Uh, We have uh, a few that 100 people
0: surveyed top five answers on the board. What are what are some misconceptions about going on a cruise?
1: All right, show me too expensive. Yes,
0: (laughs) yes. Uh, It was almost as expensive as Honest Hand Cleaner.
1: Oh. (laughs) All right, now give me Naked Grandma. (laughs) (laughs) That's the worst thing about cruises. Um, Other ones include uh, Nothing to Do, Long Buffet Lines, Trapped, or, quote, I'm not a cruiser, which (laughs) I am not not a cruiser, (laughs) personally.
0: (laughs) i'm not a cruiser <laughs> you not a cruiser
1: <laughs> it's not a cruiser it's not the dave cruiser <laughs> you cannot build a fire pit here i take sharia's <laughs> shells
0: yeah is that one of the problems that uh that dave cruiser runs around the ship naked chasing you <laughs> and then <laughs> one of the, the people don't want to go on the boat
1: yeah that's really uh that's the carnival line right that's the real party cruise line <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, I thought that was the Midwest Values one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh we go and check in with the team's uh boy George of course is working on a song they need somebody else to sing the song. Megan, I was, I was confused. You have boy George. Why do we need a different person to sing this song?
2: Oh, I thought he was just trying to get somebody like LL Cool J for the variety show just in general. Cause you need more than one person for a variety show. Unless if we were going to have, you know, Portia and Layla, you know, put together some sort of performance. But why isn't George capitalizing here on the Vince Neil duo performance, which is what <laughs> yeah. we've all been waiting for. Yeah. I mean, who has a connection
0: to LL Cool J here?
1: Uh, the network of CBS
0: yes well that's and who here has a connection to the network of cbs
1: i think you're talking you're referring to yourself aren't you wrong i well, no, no i
0: wasn't i don't know what, i just like we're just throwing people out there why like uh why not could we get bruce springsteen oh okay no all right um and we have with, with uh, natasha
1: bridgefield Mike, no, no Natasha Bedingfield. Uh, you Beddingfield. might know her. You might know her from um, Unwritten or Pocketful of Sunshine. She's had a, a couple of hits more than probably Jessica Alba has had in the past couple of years.
0: <laughs> more than Wilson Phillips has had in the last couple of years.
1: Uh, well, I, she's held on to her fame at least somewhat.
0: <laughs> at least nowadays, <laughs> I'm looking at. I googled her. The second result is whatever happened to Natasha Bedingfield. <laughs> <Yo, boy. laughs> <laughs> guess
2: we'll find out for sure next week at nine
0: (laughs) guess we'll find out okay um also we were making a lot of phone calls megan was boy george putting in a phone call to gene simmons
2: yeah he started talking about getting them here in the kiss makeup and and those two women were stuck in the room with him who were like (laughs) somebody somebody didn't come around with their hover rounds to get them away (laughs) so they just were like stuck there in the chairs
0: And did they say that they were trying to get Gene Simmons uh, in kiss makeup
2: and in drag, Megan? I don't know. I didn't quite catch what he was going for there. I mean, all of these, uh, to be honest, all of his suggestions were better than some of the other people we've got. I mean, if you guys remember, Geraldo was like patting himself up and down the back for getting Tony Orlando last year.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it is tough to uh, book people for the final task of the uh, Celebrity Apprentice boss. Neat. Sweet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Mike. Meanwhile, what is Matt trying to pull off? So Matt's a little more scattershot here. Uh, It seems like, you know, he's eventually going to to come up with a tagline but he pretty much says like all right gang let's just hit the ground running and start taking pictures and see what happens and unfortunately as we see at the end of the episode he's gonna basically wind up with a bunch of instagram food blog photos of the (laughs) dishes that they took and really not much else
0: yeah he's got nothing i don't know why they all needed to go together to go do these things whereas uh we saw that boy george's team they're able to really sort of like outsource some of this stuff where carson kressley is working on some things also, uh, uh, Layla Ali is working on some things. But it seems like everybody is just following Matt around. Uh, what do we do next? What do we do next? And Kyle Richards is just like, oh, I think we need an idea. I think we need an idea.
2: Yeah. Like, uh, And usually, isn't she the idea person, Megan? That was her role. But then uh, Carney goes full Stephen Baldwin and is the, <laughs> the spy listening to the ideas on the other team.
0: Yes, yes. She overheard... The other team say tan lines, not buffet lines. Um, Mike, is this an actionable piece of information?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm not entirely sure. Like, I like it, but I'm not entirely sure what they're asking. Like, <laughs> Are they saying that there are no buffet lines? Or are they saying you shouldn't go into the buffet and instead you should tan? <laughs> I'm really confused yeah. by this word choice.
0: I feel like the tan lines are undesirable also. No, maybe that's I'm, me.
1: I guess that's very true. I'm, I also feel like one straight comma and it becomes tan lines. No, buffet lines. And then you're just confusing everybody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But, Mike, uh, was this the Celebrity Apprentice information drop equivalent of Miss Lippy drives a green car? <laughs>
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, I guess this makes what Matt the Bradley Whitford of uh, of the season.
0: Yeah, they're going I I just heard something, Matt, just so you know. I heard them say tan lines, not buffet lines. So I think that they're working on some sort of a presentation, maybe like a brochure for a cruise, and it sounds like that that's going to be one of the captions.
1: I really want Boy George to now write a song about the puppy who lost his way. <laughs> I think
0: he could. I think he could. Um, All right. Well, let's get into uh, the big scene that ends up uh, closing out this episode. Uh, Megan, can we talk
2: about Keyboard Gate? Oh, yeah. This was great. Who saw this coming? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Random John gets brought in to uh, be the keyboard player, which is weird because his uh, boy, George's son, Andrew, wasn't invited to come (laughs) play the music for this.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he had to clean. had to clean up the rest of the model house. They only used a little bit of the honest, uh, the honest cleaner on it. <laughs> yeah,
0: and, and this guy's name is John. Megan. That's what I understood his name okay. to be. Unless if that's
2: right. an alias to protect so his identity probably. from what happens probably.
0: next. But not for anything where does this guy get off? Who does this guy think he is that here's boy. George is telling him, all right, he's the song and we're going to do it. And we're going to do it this way. And he's like, mm, you know, uh, with all due respect, boy, George, uh, you know, I'm a four higher keyboard player. Uh, I think that I know a thing or two more than you do. Let's do it in this key. Okay. How about I try this? Six, seven, eight. <laughs> No. Uh,
2: Does he Boy not George? know he's is, he is talking to the author of Clipper Nation?
1: <laughs> <laughs> or, or give me that purple stuff? <laughs> DJ 53, JJ
0: Reddick hitting threes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Apparently that not. Rapping, that rapping should be an E minor, don't you think, Boy George? <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: so Boy George ends up going off camera to have a heated conversation with, with one of the producers of Celebrity Apprentice.
4: I can't have a keyboard player telling me an a** about my songs. Okay, I understand. Still, we need to go. We need to replace him. Okay. I can't work with him. You know, it's like telling me what telling me what to do. I'm like, listen, play the song and be quiet. We're wasting valuable time when somebody to get back in the room and get on with what
2: I'm actually here to do. That's the problem. So you can just always go into the room and ask him. No, I'm not going into the room and having a row with the guy for your pleasure. <laughs> you know There's no conversation to be had with no, him. It's not, over, okay? No, I, I want him to get out of the room. Well, either that, or I'll just go. It's up to you. You want me to
0: leave the show? No. Then no, just get rid of him. I didn't choose okay. him. You chose him. He's not compatible with me.
2: Okay. You just want to have a me to have a row with him? No, 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 no. no well, no, no, then no, no, get rid of him. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. I don't need to explain this. It's not my job. I didn't ask for him to be here.
0: I didn't choose him. Like what's that word? you want me to have a row with him?
1: I believe, again, I'm not an, I'm a great Anglophile, but uh, I believe it means, you know, you want me to get in a fight with him. I mean, boy George is, very call, is calling out the meta aspects here of, like, did you hire this guy for me to just get in a fight with him? These might be the most fiery, overheard words we've heard on Mike since Robert Durst in the Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> killed them all, I did. I had a row with her.
0: <laughs> i mean megan is this a thing that happens on celebrity apprentice where production brings in people that are like the mole that are trying to throw the contestants off
2: i did hear the producers left about 50 pairs of scissors near chael so that's left to be determined i mean
0: if so are there any other vendors that you can think of that we could possibly point the finger to or is this just crazy uh, boy george conspiracy theory
2: uh, I, you know what? I really, I can't confirm or can deny at this point because John was really off his rocker there. I don't know what he was thinking. <laughs> he was very indignant about the whole thing. Like, I'm not doing anything wrong here. Do you know who I am? I am John, no last name. You know how hard it is to have that be your one name name, be John?
1: John Rocker might have actually gone along <laughs> with Boy George rather than John the Keyboardist did.
0: <laughs> I know, is it possible that John the Keyboardist just doesn't have any idea who Boy George is? Is that possible?
1: I'm, I'm pretty sure that this is a man who just sort of wandered onto a Carnival cruise line and sort of just became its property through some sort of weird circumstances. <laughs> so for all we know, he's been on setting sail for like years at this point and doesn't remember who Boy George might be.
0: He's just a cruise passenger.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've wandered in here. I, they said I could tickle the ivories. I play the rec center every other month, the American Legion. So yeah, let's uh, put it in. An, oh, no, D minor. D minor would be the better key, by the way. Yeah.
0: Now, Megan... Do you think that this is much ado about nothing? Because I feel like historically, the cliffhanger in between the Celebrity Apprentice finale uh, two-part episode is always something it's like, uh-oh, uh-oh, how's this going to derail everything? And then it's something that is typically very quickly resolved.
2: I was fully anticipating there to be a cliffhanger, and I couldn't even feasibly think what on earth could be going on on nice guy Matt's team like basically they all were sitting there having like too nice of a time they were all agreeing too much like that wasn't going to be the cliffhanger so yeah I don't think this will be a problem um either John will never be seen again by the light of day or George will like come to terms with him and they'll they won't have a row and uh, you know everything will be fine
0: i remember one of them megan was like somebody was like wanted to do a shot on a dolly i feel like it was brett michaels and he really was like we need a dolly we, need, we can't get this <laughs> shot without a dolly and he was like really like freaking out about it and then like the next episode they like oh okay good we got the dolly okay great
1: well wasn't arsenio hall was like oh the big conundrum is magic johnson we only filled him sideways a la lisa leslie and then the next episode was like oh no wait here's some stuff from the front we're good <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah they, we have to invent something to uh, keep us coming back uh, for next week. Now, next week, the Celebrity Apprentice finale, special time, 9 p.m. Eastern. Megan, I did some research on the NBC schedule. Just a one hour finale.
2: Oh, so it's not going to be a live finale then.
0: Doesn't seem like it. This doesn't seem like we're going to go from 9 to 11, just 9 to 10 uh timeless at 10 the wall at eight the celebrity apprentice is the meat in that sandwich
2: the wall is the lead-in for the celebrity apprentice yes wow how things have changed how
0: things have changed mike
1: yeah and i i guess i feel like if it was a, a live episode they would have also advertised it too, right in the next time on they would have been like and then join everyone live for the live hiring and reunion on the celebrity apprentice so I'm not sure how it's going to happen if they just bring the two into the boardroom and maybe their teams as well. And Arnold hires them, you know, on camera without actually being live. That would probably be the way they're going to do it. And pretty lame as well, though. Hopefully we get one more fitness story to close it out. I mean, I'm more excited about the possibility of there being both a kangaroo and a penguin on stage (laughs) at the same time next week.
0: Yeah, well, we didn't really touch on some of the wackiness of Matt's team and what was going on? Mike, could you just set up, well, why are we bringing animals into the cruise ship?
1: I don't know. Does Matt fancy himself a Dr. Doolittle of the seas? I'm not entirely <laughs> sure. They're really, they were literally, I think the first, you
0: know. we're <laughs> like a Brian Fellows of the
1: sea. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Matt Eisman. <laughs> um, i have a girlfriend uh, so, <laughs> i see penguin's you looking at looking me, at me weird yeah. yep <laughs>
0: are we, are um, we doing so, billy madison again <laughs>
1: yeah, oh boy bringing it back home uh but i would say that <laughs> i think that after uh carney overheard the comment the really hit uh tagline from boy george's team that maybe matt's team was like okay day two let's be a little more creative and so in the van they were just throwing out suggestions uh, Carrie decides to, to throw out the idea of renting a kangaroo. Matt gives it the thumbs up, and then it spins off into a penguin. And But uh, Kyle Richards might have accidentally just ordered tuxedos for them <laughs> all. I'm not entirely sure how this is going to pay off if Jack Hanna is going to visit or something. But the thought of, like, Coolio performing on one stage, or LL Cool J, or Natasha Bedingfield, and then the other stage is just a bunch of random <laughs> animals. Ed Wilson be- Phillips. <laughs> It was, and, wilson, and Gary wilson singing to a kangaroo it might be oh, the best hour of television
2: all of them wearing tuxes
1: yeah okay i think it could
0: be exciting it could go either way but uh we will see next week okay let's do predictions megan who is the celebrity apprentice
2: i have had the same pick now for several weeks i'm sticking with dr Matt eisman
1: oh wow okay mike Uh, Just to spice it up a little bit, uh, like the spiciness of soy sauce and ketchup that might infest your apartment uh, with Matt Eisman. Uh, You know what? I'll I'll say George. Why not? Uh, Carson is pushing him into a possible victory. I have no idea if he's actually going to win. I think Matt will, but just for fun, I'll bet on George in this case.
0: Uh, I am going to go out on a limb, and I am going to guarantee... A Boy George victory. Wow. Wow. (laughs) I think so. I think that Matt uh, has been great, but I do think that they are going to just... I I think that this is almost like the fixes in they're going to pick the bigger name. I I really believe that that's how uh, this decision is going to get made. I don't think it's going to really come down to... Unless... You know, uh, Boy George really just blows the final task, and Matt nails it. If it's close, I think they go with Boy George. I
2: was gonna say, I wonder if it's like RuPaul's Drag Race, where they film both of the winners winning, and then based on just how things go and fan reaction, that also plays a part in picking the winner.
1: <laughs> it's your, hmm. it's your turn, America. Go on to Instagram <laughs> and tweet hashtag Team Matt or Team Boy George. Uh, that that would be that would be crazy. I mean, I isn't there some legitimacy though to like. All these stories that Arnold is telling about, like how he felt like he was an underdog when he was starting in the bodybuilding scene and how, you know, nobody knew his name, but he built his way up to notoriety. Isn't that kind of the story of Matt Eisman this season? Couldn't you see Arnold kind of rewarding that much as he rewarded himself for getting through that time in his life?
0: I don't know. I think that's a little bit of a stretch. I mean, I would say the thing that's working for Matt Eisman is the NBC synergy factor, uh, not fear factor, uh, but <laughs> it, it, you know, it would be a boost for American Ninja warrior if he was the winner of the celebrity apprentice. So I think that that's the one thing that's sort of like, that's not on screen. That's working in his favor. But I think everything else that is in that same category is working in the favor of boy George. All right. So we'll see how it all plays out next week. Um, Let me ask a couple of questions for you guys that we got from the listeners. Uh, Carrie Graveline wants to know, does Curtis Stone actually work on the cruise boat for real? Megan, a Curtis Stone sighting even this week.
2: Yeah, that was exciting. Uh, We had Lisa and now we had Curtis Stone. So it was good to see him there. I guess that's (laughs) what happens when you come in fourth on The Celebrity Apprentice. You get trapped on a cruise ship. (laughs) Yeah, but where did he come
1: from? Well, I think the story is that he had to really uh, drop a deuce as he did <laughs> on his time on Celebrity Apprentice. So he wandered onto the ship and then the ship took off and he was sort of stuck on there. And he's been there ever since. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
2: Where did he come from? Australia.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, Hannah Goodman wants to know, can Vince Neil replace the keyboard man? Uh, will Boy George's <laughs> new masterpiece be better or worse than
1: the iconic purple stuff? <laughs> Oh, boy. He uh, gave the purple stuff with Vince Neal, but he gave the pink slip to John, the, the keyboardist. Uh,
0: <laughs> I did like when uh, Boy George was really passive aggressive with that guy where the guy is like, yeah, I think it should be in this key. Uh, and he's like, I think I know how the song goes because I wrote it.
2: <laughs> and didn't he say he spent two days writing it or something like that? Yeah,
0: that's a long time in Celebrity Apprentice time.
2: That is
0: Kelly Lynch
1: wants to know: Will the big entertainment be Ziggy Marley, Mike? (laughs) I don't want to know what boots are going on in that uh, in that party space. If that's the case, (laughs) yeah, it's for
2: Matt and Brooke.
1: (laughs) Yeah, do you guys think
0: that they should have brought the MythBusters in to bust all of the cruise myths?
1: (laughs) That would be (laughs) insane if we had (laughs) LL Cool Jam one stage. Kangaroo boxing, Carney Wilson on the other stage. Meanwhile, you have Adam Savage and Jamie Heineman who hate each other running around the entire time yelling about how, you know, there are no buffet lines. Myth busted. <laughs> Uh, that's
0: good. Uh, Megan, do you think that they should have set up a booth where Tom Cruise, Ted Cruz and Gina Cruz could have all <laughs> been set up to bust the cruise myths?
2: How did they miss that? Plus, don't forget, everybody once again is wearing tuxes in all of this. Everybody from head to toe has to wear tux- tuxes because Kyle ordered a thousand tuxes by accident from Tuxedo Junction
1: at a one hundred dollars each. It's getting very I expensive. It's all for charity. We have to take money out of the Arthritis Foundation to pay for these tuxedos.
0: Yeah. Uh Peggy McCabe says Matt has the first 3 people booted who therefore have the least amount of experience on the show. Carney is in the biz and might be able to help with the show. Not surprised that the housewives came back. They never miss a chance to be on television. I mean, it really is uh pretty unfair. Edward Morris uh, created an infographic and uh, shared it with us where that you have on one side, you have the fourth place finisher, the fifth place finisher and the eighth place finisher on the season uh, where uh, they are all on part of team boy, George, where Matt is playing along with the nine, 10, 11, 12, the 13th place finisher. (laughs) <laughs> the uh 15th and 16th place finisher
2: they are not losers though just because he has everybody who came in last they are not losers i don't even like nobody in
0: production is like okay well why don't we split this up and put these people like what do you think the problem was mike do you think that people didn't want to work with matt
1: no i don't th- I, i'm assuming not because i think the problem with matt is he's almost too nice i'm sure people were actually chomping at the bit to work with him over somebody like Bo- boy george who's a little more irascible I can only imagine what production was thinking. Maybe they, they didn't even realize that it was a boot order thing. Maybe they just decided to just sort of, quote unquote, randomly sort it out when it turns out that there was a lot more late game people versus a lot of early game people. But yeah, this is definitely a huge difference of experience right off the bat, considering that, as you mentioned before, you know, Boy George was able to send those three off, in particular Carson to take care of a photo shoot, trusting that they can do it. Whereas Matt had to basically hold all of their hands and walk them poolside to say, like, OK, let's take a picture here.
0: All right. We'll see how it goes uh, next Monday night on the Celebrity Apprentice finale. Megan, is next week the final Celebrity Apprentice episode ever?
2: Next week is the final Celebrity Apprentice episode ever. I think
1: it is. Mike. I, I'm, yeah, I, I would say so. But I'm going to remain a smidge optimistic because I feel like these past two Celebrity Apprentice instances, including this one, uh, have aired every other year. They used to air every year until after All-Stars, which was 2013. Then Season 7 was 2015. This is 2017. I think there might be a smidge of a chance that it definitely won't come back next year, but maybe NBC at some point says like, oh, you know what, we have some time in the can. Let's, you know, maybe we'll bring this back for like a few weeks. And then maybe they do like a mini season and bring it back in 2019. That is, in my opinion, the only... Possible reason why this show would come back.
2: I mean, is I the wall s- beating it in the ratings?
1: Uh, I think so. Okay.
2: Oh, God. I'll,
0: I'll say this I believe that this will be the last episode of the Arnold Schwarzenegger Apprentice coming oh, up next mm-hmm. week. Okay. And I will say that the celebrity apprentice could return <sighs> perhaps one more time with a different host. And I'll say there's a non-zero possibility that Donald Trump hosts another season of Celebrity Apprentice.
1: Unless unless we get Arnold Donald as the host of the (laughs) new Celebrity Apprentice. He's the best of both worlds. (laughs) Yeah, Patrick
2: Schwarzenegger could have a web series of it, of the Celebrity Apprentice.
0: Uh, I think that there is a non-zero percent possibility of that, Mike. Are you in or out on that?
1: I'm definitely in because I think what NBC can sort of utilize now, now that they sort of exercise this right to sort of cycle in host, they could say like, okay, we could do a, no, a different version of Celebrity Apprentice with Mark Cuban, who I know like was a big rumored possible host for the Celebrity Apprentice. So at least they have that to their advantage. And honestly, I feel like they think it's a show that since it's sort of the mid-season slot for the past couple seasons, they feel like they can essentially plug it in anywhere. I could totally imagine them saying like, hey, let's put a season in the can and we can show it in like a couple years when we really need to. So again, this might be me being overly optimistic. I know the ratings are not particularly strong as is decried in uh, in prayer meetings and such, but there is an inkling of hope that a celebrity apprentice can make a return, albeit in a different form uh, sometime down the line.
0: Okay, We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I think that probably we can all say that the Arnold Schwarzenegger version of the show uh, <laughs> what might have has been, been terminated.
2: Bye-bye. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and maybe even uh, it has been a little bit of a
4: loser. Don't feel Whoever big that you're a loser,
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe. Okay, all right. So, what's the hashtag today?
1: Oh my god, there's a we bunch. So many. Uh, let's see. Uh, Edric Schwarzenegger is probably a little too long. Uh, yeah, it's have, a little hard to spell. Uh, we got Matt, Matt Titeo, Matt Titeo, <laughs> Brooke Titanic. Moji. Titanic. Those were my big three.
0: <laughs> okay uh let's go with brook moji because i think that that's probably just the easiest to spell where you leave the e at the end of brook in uh moji so let's go with that and i do love my Bitmoji, uh sending them out all the time are you guys on board with the Bitmoji?
1: no i feel like my Bitmoji the would just blue be moji a, the blue <laughs> moji would just be a giant nose on a, on a neck uh so i don't i don't know if i'd want to schlep that around
0: <laughs> <laughs> megan are you getting on board
2: I have one, but I've never deployed it yet. It's there. Okay. It's sitting in the can waiting to go. Much like a possible Celebrity Apprentice season, I'm waiting for the right moment to release it.
0: All right. Well, of course, uh, lots of fun. Uh, maybe if you apply enough pressure via social media that Megan will deploy that, <laughs> that Brook Moji out there at some point. Uh, of course, you could follow Megan on Twitter. She is at Meg Wants to Know. And Mike Bloom, I think, might have set some sort of a Guinness Book record for most
1: podcasts uh, in the past. What ten days, Mike? So I did six podcasts in five days, uh, and I Woo! think some of them can show the amount of sanity. What that do you have think? You was. are me, <laughs> exactly. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm. I'm nipping at your heels here, Rob, on the on the track. The Jesse Owens. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who that is. I just threw out the name there. Uh like could have been Arnold Donald for all I know. Uh, yeah, I did a bunch of podcasts last week. You coined the term Mike Bloom overload. That was it was very, very sumptuous last week. Um, I know you and I put out a really fun podcast at the end of last week about Survivor Final Words. Definitely check that out. That was a, a really, really funny time. Um, if you guys are interested in SNL, uh, we brought back the SNL podcast. Uh, yes. go to, um, if you go to postshowrecaps.com slash SNL iTunes. Uh, myself, Rich Tackenberg, Rich's wife, Jen, we talked about the two episodes of the, uh, the January month uh, with Aziz Ansari and Felicity Jones. Really fun episode. Uh, thank you all for the positive feedback. Uh, TBD on, on how we proceed with that. But other than that, I was on Top Chef, Reality TV, Rehappy Happy Hour, uh, 32 fans, and this week I'm making a return to the Happy Hour. Uh, my wife Angela and I are going to be on Jordan Parhar's Love Cast in a segment uh, answering <laughs> questions as a married couple. The <laughs> thought is probably uh, going to be as train wrecky as, and maybe an execution. So definitely check it out as I attempt to <laughs> give people advice as to what to do with their romantic lives.
0: Okay. All right. Megan, are you on pins and needles waiting for Mike to answer romantic questions?
2: I am. We should get Matt Eisman to call in.
0: (laughs) Yeah. What do you do when your girlfriend uh, goes to another school? When has has rashes. (laughs) (laughs) Has rashes. Okay. Uh, Very good. Anyway, uh, great stuff. Follow Mike on Twitter. He is at Mike Bloom type... Uh Boy, we've got a lot of uh, fun stuff coming up on the podcast this week, uh, which includes a new episode of News AF and then a, another new episode of the hit reality series Hunted, which we've had so much fun covering with Kurt Clark and Liana Boris. And then what comes after that? Uh should be a lot of fun. Uh you'll have to subscribe to find out. Well well, I guess you don't have to subscribe to find out, but I think there'll <laughs> no, be some. You should, fun you, stuff. You
1: need to you to subscribe thirty-four times to make sure that you are uh you are well tuned in for what may come this week.
0: So trust me, there should be uh some good stuff uh coming later this week. So uh stay tuned for that. Rob is at website.com slash iTunes. Looking forward to hearing what you have to say in the comments. Take care everybody, and of course, special thanks to the first lady of podcasting, Nicole Sisternino, for all of her contributions to the show tonight. Take care.